Why don't women in the UK get to have paid leave when we have painful periods? And if we did, would you even take it? Would you just soldier on? Can a family member's ex ever continue to be part of the family? Or is it just too awkward? And is the Me Too movement over if we don't listen to imperfect victims like Amber Heard? Hello, welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. I'm Mommy Imperfect, aka Rina Deepthi Annabelle, and this is a podcast where you get your weekly dose of girl chat. And since it's the end of the month, it means it's another TPP episode. So for the next hour, the power panel made up of myself, Romy, and Kirith will be talking about topical news and entertainment stories from the past week. So let's get into it. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. Well, Romy, (laughs) this is the. I wanted to call it Romy's Adventures in Cannes because Romy has come back from her glamorous um, little trip to Cannes. Romy, I know it was amazing. Um, I just have been living on a different planet for the last four days. Uh, It's so glamorous, so tiring. So we were working over the weekend and doing lots of walking, celebrity spotting. did you spot? Yeah, had a great time. I I was saying to the girls earlier, I walked past um, Nawaz Uddin Siddiqui about <gasps> three or four times and then was just like, I was just like, you know, you, you're so shocked because you think, oh, I know that person. And then you think, and then you realise who it is. But then he always had an entourage. They always have an entourage. You can't get anywhere near them. So the, what, they're um, just, just surrounding them the whole time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, they don't walk alone. You know, mm. he's not walking, walking down the croisette alone. He's, um, which is the promenade. He, he, yeah, he had about two or three people around him. But mostly it was um, film producers and directors and producers. And, and no one really cares about those. So, <laughs> and le- and uh, <laughs> Celebrity spotting wise. Exactly. You know, but let's just know, say that you weren't there just to kind of hang around the entourages of Damoiseau Din Siddiqui, you know, um, you were there obviously for work on I the, on the you know, production work. kind of side. Yeah, yeah, I was there for work. The people so, that no one cares about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but, but I did get to, uh, I saw a few films in competition. I did walk the red carpet, uh, saw some extremely random films, but um, <laughs> they stayed with me. So obviously they're in competition for a reason. So I still keep thinking about them. Um, yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. I had a great did you, time. Did you wear the green dress? When you went to no, I didn't. I didn't. So I wore the new. I wore the new one that I showed you. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a daytime screening, so uh, I was basically carrying my trainers around with me in a bag and wearing sort of you know (laughs) these massive gold shoes. Um, So and and quickly got changed before before like we walked uh, along the red carpet, which you know one must do. You've got to save your feet. That's it. Uh, So yeah. Yeah, it was it was very glamorous, like some amazing outfits, some insane outfits, and um, yeah, everyone's just on show. It's it was really really good. Oh, that's a great such a good time. experience. Yeah, like it's a different planet. Like you know, I've come down back to earth now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, for my first first experience of it. It was amazing, and hopefully, I get to go next year. Fingers crossed. I'm sure you will love, and maybe we will go with you. 
Yeah. <laughs> as part of your entourage. <laughs> as part of, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. No, it's part, probably part of your filming competition. In Chile, Mate, you know say. what? I was, I was actually thinking about this. And then I was like, I feel, I feel like a lot of the films in places like Cannes are these weird films that make you either not sleep for two weeks or want to kill yourself. I don't know. I don't know if my stuff comes into that category, but we will go somewhere, whether it's the BAFTAs or wherever. Do you know what? I'm saying it now. Manifestation. We'll be there, girls. We'll be there. One day. We will. Okay. So listen, I'm going to get into our stories. First one is menstrual leave. So there are some countries who give women a day or so off for period pains and things like that. Obviously, this country, the UK, is not one of them. We think we're ahead in things, but nah, you know, Zambia has got days, you know, different countries around the world have got days for this reason, right? But charities here, they're trying to get the government to bring in leave for people who suffer from menstrual pain. So just wanted to kind of ask you guys, have you ever had like really painful periods where you're like, you know, you you literally can't go in? Because I, I know people who on the first or second day of their period, they wake up and faint every every single time, right? I used to go and have, you know, a really bad stomach and spend half the office day in the actual toilet. Like, I don't know. What what, what about you guys? Um, I, 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 I didn't suffer severely, but definitely, um, you know, did, did suffer and just 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 got on with it just used uh you know painkillers and um mm-hmm. if i if you know if, if i was in a particular workplace for you know for a while then i'd take in my hot water bottle after a while you know when you like really get to know everybody and you're mm-hmm. like oh, i've just got my hot water bottle here discreetly you know sit sat there on your lap and um luckily for me it hasn't been that severe but when it has been um you just soldier on through that's what that's all that I've never thought of taking the day off never had to it's, it's particularly when I was younger um I think after I've had kids it's not necessarily been um uh the pain but it's been sort of this is TMI the amount of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bleeding and yep. and I I can't go out for like I wouldn't go out for like the first sort of 3 days because I would, you know, it would go through my clothes. I wouldn't want to sit anywhere. You don't want to really travel. So not necessarily painful, but then you're just uber conscious and anxious about, okay, I'm not going to sit on someone's sofa mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm going to go right, you know, right through these clothes and and and, and wearing literally big fat nappies, basically. Um, so yeah, still sort of a, still not something nice to go through, right? But yeah, always soldiered on, never, never, um, I don't think I've ever taken a day off. But I I think I think that it is a it's a particular mindset of when we were growing up and I'm going to come back to that yeah. actually millennials versus mm. Gen Z, right? But Gilith, what about you? I've suffered really badly. So I've got a suspected endometrioma and I've so I suffered at school. Um I at school I had really regular periods where I would have one that last for like 10 days. It could be three weeks apart, six weeks. So I was practically on half the year. Um, but then they'd be really bad. And I remember like sometimes at orchestra, like I'd be lying down, I'd get somebody to sit on my back on the way home. My cousin's house was halfway. I'd drop in there and I'd say, please sit on my back, do something, do something, and then do the rest of the walk home. Um, it used to be really bad. I passed out 
I used to pass out. So I passed out in the in the shopping center once. Um, and I I kind of know just when I was gonna pass out. And I remember I was shopping with my best friend once and we we're in the queue. And um, and I was like, it's my period pains, so they're gonna get really bad. And I remember just dropping everything in the queue and running. And then I was later on she found me passed out in 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 the toilets and the ladies and they called an ambulance they tried to call an ambulance for me and I was going it's my period you know like literally <laughs> like I don't need an ambulance but literally so and we could that was a time when you know internet was like dialing internet so my brother wasn't the internet at home so she pretended her dad was my dad who was sisters her dad came pick me up I couldn't they literally dragged me my feet legs behind me um oh my god and they brought me home we had family we had guests at home and they came and put me on the sofa and I, they were like slapping me awake I was passing out but then it happened to me after we graduated as well so I don't know if you remember at uni I'd like just curl up in bed sometimes because the period would be really bad but yeah I do remember yeah yeah and and um at, when I started work at Barclays I was shadowing some I was shadowing one of the males in my team and the toilets were like on the fourth floor from where we were and I was sitting and I was watching him and I, I was like, I know, like I could, you have the pain, you go through the pain, you've taken everything, but that moment where you know it's going to flip to be the extreme. And I was like, I can't interrupt him with the client. I can't do anything. So I had to excuse myself. And I remember going to the counter, uh, there was like, I went to the banking hall where there was a banking hall and I spoke to one of the ladies behind the counter and said, I've got period pains and if um, if I don't come downstairs in like 10 minutes somebody needs to come and find me and when they found me I, there was a radiator upstairs in the toilets room but and I'd like put myself into the radiator and I was holding on to it for dear life and I must have passed out in like half an hour so later somebody came and found me and I was lying on the floor but that's but then I carried on you know you go out and you know the, the women there took me out went to boots got the warm patches to put my back and we just carried on through the afternoon right mm-hmm. it's just, so yeah. and it happens I was in hospital in 2018 um at the beginning of 2018 also in 2009 2010 I was being checked but only in 2018 have they confirmed the endometrioma um but literally I was throwing up past out here ambulance wouldn't come my next door neighbor drove, drove me like crazy to the hospital and I was putting like an old wheelchair in because I couldn't, I couldn't walk. walk. Mm, so it's bad. that bad. That is so, bad. Yeah, so you just carry on, right? So well, <laughs> it sounds like you shouldn't. Listen, girls. But that's how bad it gets. I don't. And that's want- what we learned from our mums, right? I'm sure you just, you know, when I started my period, I remember my mum. First of all, she laughed and then she cried and then she, <laughs> she, she handed me my first sanitary towel and just said, "Just put this on and." And she says if it's really bad and then oh and then the adruk teas and the you know and the hot water bottles and the Mm -hmm, mm painkillers and you were given that was your toolkit right this is Mm -hmm. this is it this this is what you need to do and um and you get on with it and 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 i think we just did until you know until it got really bad and and then you need obviously more medical attention like yourself my dad was as well like i've i was quite open my dad and brothers i have got period pains you know i would say like yeah, I can't do it I can't move like so I've had that I've made sure in my house at least that you know I have my dad and my two brothers they know when I say they I have, have period mm-hmm. pains now I'm not going to moan if I'm saying I've got period pains they're bad period pains 
it, mm. that's what it yeah. means. And it's only because of period pains that I take ibuprofen. Otherwise, I don't bother even with stuff like that, really. But uh, you know what? I hate to interrupt our flow. Haha, <laughs> to get it flow. But um, <laughs> I no no. But listen, Kirith, I am getting a lot. I'm getting feedback. I am getting feedback. I did. I thought I wouldn't. Kirith is back with us with better audio. So it's all, it's all it's all good. The pressure wash, jet wash sound has gone, which is good. So what were we saying? So, okay, back then when we were younger, we were just sent off with what Romy said, your period pack, here's your pads, take some spare cut cheese, have some jar, off you go. And the, that whole thing of I need to take a day off, like literally, okay, Gideth, you were literally laid out, right? You were laid out and you still got up and went back to work. But that thing of having a day off was a bit alien to us. But I feel like there's a difference now between millennials and gen z i don't even are we even millennials or have we just missed it i don't even know what the hell we are i'm going to pretend that we are okay <laughs> would you say that we are millennials i don't know yeah okay let's just pretend yeah, I would, maybe. Oh, fine we've probably just missed it but let's pretend we are right but gen z are more i think they're more with they're more on it with like do you know what these are our rights this is what we're doing self-care we're going to work self-care into our working day and um this is what we need from our employers right we wouldn't have said that we were like go to work until you're dead and when you're dead you probably still do finish your shift yes <laughs> you conveniently finish your shift in at the end of the day you yeah, know, yeah day, exactly you that's it that's it I think it depends on like who you're working with in your team as well. Like if they're good around you, you can be whatever. I mean, for me, you've got a female team. To me, female team. But you know, the male got team can can be okay as well. But when I was at Barclays and that happened to me, I was like I said, I was new. I was shadowing somebody who was in my team in a different office, and I didn't know anybody around me. Um, and I, literally, I was there to shadow somebody. And he was quite a shy person anyway, you know, and it was like really difficult. And, you know, if I say something to him, we'd just go pink in the face. But I still like me being me, say what I need to say. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And, and, and we just... should be able to, we should, we should be able to. But however, and this is the question, right? If we were then um, allowed to take a couple of days here and there of paid leave, menstrual leave right would you do it or would you be like have that mentality of I don't want everyone to know I'm on my period I'm not going to let it stop me and I'm going to carry on I'm going to carry on with my work and also I don't want anybody to think any of these males in this workplace to think I'm any less and oh yeah there she goes on, on menstrual leave again because that as we know can happen as well what, what what would you do for me I think um I wouldn't ever personally I'd make it known I was in pain, but I just say it's part of being, a, I, I do say to people, it's part of being a woman and it's not that I'm not capable of doing anything or I've got a disease or I've got something, or, you know, like there's nothing wrong with me. Even that time when I passed out in the treatise, I was like, it's period pain. I don't need an ambulance. You know, it was literally like that. And, and um, I was adamant I don't need an ambulance. I know it's gonna pass, give it 20 minutes, give it half an hour, this severe attack of period pains is going to go and it doesn't happen every month sometimes it doesn't like happen like that for years but when it does happen like that it's like whoa this is going to be bad um and I kind of have like a 10 minute kind of signal like five ten minute signal that it's going to be that bad in any any second 
But I've got cousins now who have really bad period pains. And I remember one was over a few years ago and then she called me from the bathroom. <laughs> She's like, I'm upstairs in the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's got bad period pains, you know, and literally I had to like put her on the floor, put her on her hands and knees. And it's like, it's like having labor pains, I've been told. Yeah. yeah when I was a kid, is. when I was six, 15 or 16, I remember one of my my judges, she turned around and she said to me, I said, I have really bad period pains. And she said, you know, I suffer from really bad period pains. She goes, just had a baby. And I've never forgotten. She said, it, it's like going into labor um, when it's that bad. And I was like, wow. Okay. Mm. And she knows what she's talking about. She's just had a baby. Yeah, yeah um, it is. You know, and, and that's, I was 17 when she said that to me and that stuck with me. And I was just like, so it's all those, um, for me, those, those labor exercises that help and like I sit my cousin I sat my cousin down in those positions and I was like rubbing her back and doing all of that for her and and you know even now when I talk to her like years on she's like yeah those really helped me be thanks it's like, but mm. she wouldn't do it either I don't think she'd take a day off with period pains um would you Romy because um I think if it's really bad it's like you know that's what you're sick you're sick leave is there for you're not feeling well you know if you've got a cold and you can't get out of bed or you've got a temperature and you can't get out of bed I don't see that as being no different as um having you know your period so I wouldn't judge anybody for taking the time off that they need Hmm. um you know people take time off for less you know but you will be judged for taking you will be I I think you will be for your period yeah but what are you going to do? You're going to have to put your health first, right? I mean, you don't have to, and and who's, well, I don't know. I, you know, I do need to necessarily spell it out to people. I Probably people do that where they've got period pain, but actually they just say, oh, I've got a headache or I've got, maybe I'm, I'm sure people have been doing something that. else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I don't see a problem with it, but um, it's unfortunate that yes, you will be judged, but we're judged for everything. <laughs> we judge for that is true the way we dress the makeup the this the that the oh we're you know inferior in the workplace we're not getting paid enough it's just one of those it's another one of those things isn't it that we just have to contend with but it's it's just put, it's not it's right just, it's but, not right at all but it's something that you accept and that you will be judged which is why women generally won't share or say or do and I think I've been really like one I'm really open and I just say it mm. um and I think the teams that I've had have been quite open. So even when I worked within the, my arts team, you know, there were like four or five men in the team. And I, there were times where I was just sprawled across my desk. And I'd be like, guys, just give me half an hour, you know, kind of thing. And just be like, like, you can, you can see like my face sweating with the pain and like I've got cushions and I've got everything. And, you know, they, but they were nice enough to accommodate me and know it's going to pass in that that worst bit's going to pass in a in a few minutes half yeah. an hour give her half an hour give her a cup of tea be nice have a laugh they, we had a laugh a joke about it which mm. is nice um and then and then you just kind of carry on as normal because for me I think it's our attitude towards it as well and I think yeah, it might be like you're saying our generation where you think for me you're it's, gonna like, be all... it's just my period yeah, if you're going to be all cloak and dagger about it and not maybe perhaps not be open, I think that's what this new generation is more, right? They're more open. They feel okay to say, yeah. um, oh, guys, I've got a really bad period pain or, you know, or they're suffering even worse than just, you know, take two paracetamol, you know? Um, I think it's great that they're happier to share more than we were. 
and um and yeah like you're saying good it's about it's, it's about just educating the people that you're around perhaps they don't know um and perhaps they would appreciate and perhaps they appreciate someone just being open about it and not being so like oh my god i mean do you remember this the, the i mean i remember actually sort of flashback to you know prime or secondary school when they actually gave you a sample of a what do they give you give like a plastic box with a sample Tampon of it. tampons and pads and the leaflet and i remember even just like having it under my jumper quickly Hiding, putting it in exactly the so the Pads boys up your sleeves and all and, this, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And like now you're smuggling I'd be, drugs, you know, yeah. And now I'll be like, you know, yeah, here you go, here's my. Do you know something? <laughs> I I feel really lucky actually, because I think this is where where maybe like I've had a different experience in that way. So I went to a girls' school. Um, mm. going to oh, a girls' yeah. school as a secondary school, that in a night that was my choice. It wasn't what my parents wanted me to. They'd prefer me to go to a mixed school, but I chose to go to a girls' school, and I've. I think it's quite empowering um, in that way. We talked about this stuff really openly in- That's really you know, good, yeah. In PSC, we talked about it in science. Any any lesson where this kind of stuff came up, we had really open and frank conversations with our teachers and as fe- some of the female teachers would share their experiences. It was such a, like, you know, we could have that without boys being there going- Sniggering or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was really like good, and it was a really healthy environment where you didn't have to. You could say, do you have a sandwich towel? Do you have a, you know, like, you could say that really, not, not think. You know, like we've all been taught to um, have, sorry, I don't know, something's coming from Muslim. Um, but we've all been taught to have period, like extra tampons and sandwich towels with us. So you could ask anybody like in the school. That It was not like that struggling. at my school because it was no. of the boys they wrecked it but um i want to i am going to move on now to the next topic so i'm aware uh, of the time but that my i was just thinking right i actually want menstrual leave from my own home from a period if i'm honest <laughs> i do i know because i'm like that, that i feel like true. this family is not safe around me at this at that time and i'm just too dead to deal with anyone so if i could go I'm somewhere and hide off. yeah <laughs> if i could go that would be uh really good yeah you should put that sign you know, the red sign on thing. your door <laughs> say no more so the worst thing for me is i do get emotional and more so than before i do get that the pmt like, emotional do. thing mm. like two days before or three days before yes and i know like i sit there and cry and that never used to happen to me that never used to happen to me before it used to just be just the pain now i find i get it and it's like three or four days before and i'm like um, if somebody gets up, gets up, upsets me that's it or if there's an argument or someone's silly argument at home, it will really get to me. And it's like, I'd rather not be at home yeah. or I, around people I that are going to do that to me at that time. I'm the same. Listen, if I'm watching TV, if I'm watching Peaky Blinder and the minor character dies and I cry my eyes out, I'm like, okay, you're going to be on your period because this is not normal. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm talking about in-laws now. Actually, not in-laws, ex-in-laws. Ex, ex, ex. Yeah, exes, basically. So... The reason I'm talking about this is because Kourtney Kardashian got married to her new man, Travis Barker, is it? Travis Barker? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the weekend, right? And then in the latest episodes of the Kardashians, her ex, Scott Disick, is basically whinging to her mom, Kris Jenner, and to her sister, Kendall, that he doesn't get invited to stuff anymore and that... They are leaving him out. And bear in mind, you know, the guy has been part of keeping up with the Kardashians 
for some time. And now that they've got the Kardashians, the kind of spin-off series, he's in that as well. And he probably does want to be in that for as long as possible because let's face it, they get paid for being in these things. But I just it made me think, right? Can a family member's ex still be part of your family? Does it just get really awkward, especially when they move on, when your family member has moved on? And if this ex has moved on as well, or can everyone just be a nice, happy, blended family? I don't think it's possible. Well, you know, see, then I don't think it's possible. Um, uh, I just think it gets majorly awkward and it and it's got majorly awkward for them now that she's moved on. That's it. And he can't really deal with that, I don't think. No, no, he can't really do anything. Exactly. He can't really do anything about it. So until the point she moved on, they were like, oh, yeah, he's our brother, blah, blah, blah. And he's very much in still in there with the family. But she was always quite vocal about the fact, Kourtney Kardashian, about the fact that sometimes in other arguments or whatever, they would take his side over her side. And she wanted that sort of, you know, hang on, I'm the sister here, you should be siding with me. And sometimes she wouldn't always get the, I felt like she wouldn't always get the support. No, I think, it, yeah, it's it's majorly awkward. And, you know, as long as her his kids are involved in her life, obviously, and, you know, the, Travis is, uh, you know, looking after or, you know, being mindful of his children. That's all he should really be bothered about, right? I mean, why is he, yes, he he grew up with them and, and, you know, they've been through a lot, but I think he just needs to step back. But that it is hard though. Like like you said, you just said that he grew up with them, and he did. They literally all grew yeah, up. Yeah, he lost his he like, lost his family. He lost it. both of his parents whilst while the other shows were going on on E. And but then you know what the way that he was moaning, he's just got to ensure that his children are looked after and that they are involved and that they are happy. It doesn't really matter about him. It's just it's like sorry. You know, and if somebody, so you can't say to someone, oh, you shouldn't feel awkward. Because if they feel awkward, that's just a natural reaction, isn't it? Everyone's so bought into the Kardashians because I don't watch it at all, as you guys know. Um, and I just don't really care. But, you know, for me, like, <laughs> just, for me, it's like, um, I thought, like, just reflecting it on Desi families, it, and people that I know, actually, it really depends. I think it so depends on the individuals. It depends on the couple, really. If the couple's okay and their new partners are okay, it doesn't, I don't think it matters what anyone else thinks. Um, I've got couples and older than me who are divorced with new partners. They happily go out, ex-partner, new partner, kids, blended families, fine but then there's also couples where you know where the family have done stuff and the family it's like not right in the family so you just can't do it um that kind of attitude um and I also think with some of when you come to like Asian South Asian families and Indian families it's like um if the family have made the introduction the family make the call of whether you can see them or not or whether it's okay or not even if there's children and stuff involved it's such a strange one i just think it depends on how engaged your family is in your marriage or not um yeah and sometimes there's all these rules aren't there like yeah this families have rules. like oh well who are you now you know you're you've chosen to divorce like that's it we'll pretend that you're that's dead it, you're or, you know yeah. and 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 i think like when there's kids you you can't do that Okay, so so imagine like you know even with the case of like Courtney and Scott, if they hadn't if they had not had kids, it would be a different situation, right? But then mm. 
if you can't delete somebody like you can't delete someone out of your life if he is number one you know the father of your children or number two if he is a father of your grandchildren the father of your nephews and nieces right because he's gonna be their dad and same with the moms right they're going to be the parents of your relatives okay so 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 that that there is that link because your uh, grandkids or nieces or nephews or whatever have his blood as well right if we're talking about dads for example or even moms you know they, they have they're a part of them so you can't fully delete them now in my family so there's like it's do you know what there are couples um I think like on my mom's side who um they've divorced so they parted ways and stuff and things were like very bad for a while you know they div- divorced for a reason and it wasn't great and you know nobody saw the exes for years but then they're after years and after their kids kind of grew up they've come to a place where they will actually be at the same functions supporting their kids you know yeah. they're there and and even like you know um one of my mamas and and mommies they um divorced and I, I still call her mommy g i still call her same mommy here, g yeah. and and you know she phones me up and i phone her sometimes and we chat and the nice thing in that in that one is that we didn't see her at family function and stuff for for years and years you know but this cousin came on holiday with us and everything and her mom would be calling checking in how's everything going and you know so we'd still have that kind of relationship but as as I think time progressed and her and my mum became like went on to have a friendship themselves even though they'd moved on they had a friendship so they could be you know she came to my grandma's funeral and was a part of that and just you know has been to like family functions and things it would be awkward though if her new husband came as well that's when it would be like I don't that's never happened that's never happened yet because because I mean he could because he's not got no connection with us though but he's got a connection with her because it's it's my it's an ex-mommy's husband do you get it so it's all these it just gets a bit funny sometimes do you get what I mean technically he could and we're not going to be like oh you're not invited and whatever it'll be fine but it's just he I find that weird because I'd be like that's just another person and another whatever. It is, the thing is, it, it's fine. Like he, he's welcome to come to everything, right? You know, even if he signs cards, it's like she puts his name in and whatever. So he's welcome to come. However, he just never has. And it's really, it's really weird because when they're in a family setting, whether it's my, you know, it was my baby's funeral or wherever, if it's a celebration, it's kind of like they are a unit again when they're obviously been divorced for some time. So this so is, is what your I'm, mom or do you not remarried? No. Uh, you know, that's what, so if he'd remarried and she... That's what I'm saying, yeah. Think of it differently? Well, I think they might think of it differently because then, you know, they're turning up as if they're still married, but they're not. I mean, we all know they're not, but they're there to support the family in their unit, right? But then if the, the husbands, the new husbands and wives came, I don't know how it would be. I don't know and this and, See, and I, you know it is a bit funny because it depends family to family right yeah I mean we have some really awkward situations in our family where there's a new and the, you know the reasons why etc you know that's why I think it's different from every couple to couple the reasons why they divorced if it was because yeah. of infidelity with that new person or you know that kind of thing or mm-hmm. if it was just that they didn't go, get on it's a different reason so there's loads of things to take, take, take into consideration. But I think when it comes to like brown families, what your family, I think the biggest thing is that what your family thinks or what the rules within the wider family are also play a huge part in what happens. I'm the kind of person that 
you know, like like just like you, I've got ex mummies. I still call them mummy even if my mama G's remarried or we with somebody else or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, but I know that some some members of the family will fr- possibly frown on me for having my own relationship with the ex, whatever. The same here. But I don't, same here, yeah. I, I don't care because the two yeah. of them, they've been a big part of my life. They've supported me. Their issues are with their husband, their partner. You know, my family's issues are with that person. They're not with me. I've been introduced to somebody who's been wonderful to me. So I'm, you know, I still respect them. I still care about them. It's, I, I yeah, at the end of the day, how do you meet people? How You can't, like you say, you can't just switch people off. If that person was then nasty to me, then it'd be another thing. I have that situation as well in families where, somebody's divorced a member of my family and in turn the whole family becomes nasty right well then I don't need to know you it's all right well, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it all depends on circumstances whether, yeah. whether somebody's moved on um if there's ch- obviously if there's children involved and you know in, mm. in, and a lot of this is for the sake of your children right you want you want your you don't want this sort of broken family scenario yes you've parted but look you know you can still see your mum here and you can still see your dad here and that is a lot for a young child, isn't it? To, to still, even though they're not together in marriage, but you know, it's just visibility, isn't it? It's like they can see the place that yeah, they can see that they're supported and, and that, and that my father or mother that's, you know, is still has a place in this family as my, as my parent, you know, I think that's, I think that's something that we should all strive for. But yes, you know, you know, if one person has moved on and the other person hasn't moved on, I mean, that's that's the awkwardness I'm talking about. But, you know, if everyone's an adult and it's a mutual parting and it's, you know, after a few years, even like mm. I'm sure there's animosity and divorces take a long time. And, you know, that people, the emotions and stuff can settle down. And after a few years, even if, you know, people it becomes a way of life together yeah i think it's we're going to see lots more of it and we just need yeah. to be prepared for it basically yeah that, yeah that's um, a good point yeah that yeah yeah definitely see more more of it i mean i don't really have like you're saying you have a few people in your family but you know we've had divorces and people who have parted in our family but then that new person i mean that sort of the person that they were married to are not involved um, or I've not seen them for a long time, but actually recently there was a wedding and did come back, did come back to support his, his, his you know, child. And that was really nice um, for, you know, for mm. my, my, my niece, that was really nice. And um, it was nice to see them. So. Yeah. Was, nice. yeah. But I, f- I find it really interesting though, I've spoken about this, but I've got somebody in my friend's circle um, and it's a Muslim family and they've married into their cousins, for example, um and um they've then broken they've divorced as cousins right and and then she's Mm. then gone on to marry somebody else he's then gone on to marry somebody else but every time there's a family function they're all there it's that how what and that must have been going on since god you know like there must be so many families in that situation yeah because you're related in so many ways like it's not just that that uh marital relation right yeah. No. And within our brand community, we have a lot of that as well, where mm-hmm. I've got people who uh, I know are divorced and then they've remarried, but they've actually remarried somebody in another part of my family. Yeah. Or like you know, sometimes it's they... like two sisters will marry two brothers. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Yeah. Um, so there's so it, many different rich stars going yeah. on. 
So how it, these things impact families and brown families is always really important because of that interconnectedness within our community and within within our families as well. So, you know, that whole, when I often talk about coming like Kenyan background where everybody knows everybody. It's like, oh, you know, her son and her, it, it, that whole thing goes on, you know, it, it's everybody, it affects community, it affects the, the immediate family. And that's, but, you know, in that situation, those two couples where they, they were cousins who were married and then got divorced and then remarried and they're still within the same family, they're together they still see each other and together all the time I always look at them and always wonder wow are you doing this that is awkward man (laughs) (laughs) they've made it work so it's but it's good good luck to them more power to them man that's um that's pretty awesome Okay, so I just I want to just move on to how Amber heard now right so I don't I mean I don't know how many of you have been following this case uh, between uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? But Johnny Depp is basically suing Amber Heard over an article she wrote in the Washington Post in 2018 in which she claimed to be a victim of domestic abuse. So his lawyers say that this falsely implies that he physically and sexually abused her while they were together. And then Amber Heard is countersuing Johnny Depp for $100 million, around £80 million, saying that she was defamed when he called her a liar so I don't know who's been following this I've been kind of on and off dipping into in and out of this I kind of ignored it for ages because stuff like this with celebrities often I ignore it but then I then I I went through a phase where I couldn't stop reading about it and then I found out about this me poo movement and all this kind of stuff um even my kids have watched TikTok and know about certain things so there's a lot going on and there seems to be uh, a lot of people who are team Johnny Depp but Gireth I know that you've been following this quite a lot so like, could you just give us a little kind of rundown of what the hell has been going on? Oh, God. Um, in terms of giving you a rundown, I think I think we're in the last week of the whole mm-hmm. trial now. So they're going to give the closing statement soon. But um, they both have to, had to testify. They were cross-examined. Um, they've had all of, you know, all these TikToks that you're seeing are moments of those situations you know their witnesses on either side have all been cross-examined and it's some of it's been really farcical um and you know you can see the difference between Johnny Depp's side and Amber Heard's side in terms of in the courtroom what goes on um and the you know there's been lots of talk about Johnny Depp's lawyer as well who one of his lawyers who who's really cool on this you know when she questions is she Camilla Camilla Vasquez that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Okay. Familiar, yeah. uh, certain people are obsessed with her at the moment, but yeah. Yeah, but because her style of questioning is very cool and very direct, and yeah, very prepared. Um, whereas you see the other side, it it it's falling apart. They object to their own questions. It's it's some of the things that happen. Like I said, it's farcical. It it has been a bit of a farce. But the reason that I've been drawn into this is not because I'm a Johnny Depp fan or an Amber Heard fan or like because I don't really care about that but um, with my case it, it's been um, some of the experts that spoke about my case have been quite vocal about the issues of domestic violence on this mm-hmm. so I've been following what they've been saying and that in turn has then led me to actually watch the trial as it's been happening so sometimes I'll be working and I'll have the trial on in the background and it's really horrible I, kind of, I feel suckered into it because of the issues and it sometimes 
I was talking to somebody else about this yesterday. I found myself sucked into this and feeling triggered. Mm. But, um, you know, regardless of all the memes, all those videos and everything that you see, all of them are very, very pro-Johnny Depp. And people are saying Amber Heard, you know, some people, are, you know, a lot of people are saying that as feminists, they're saying that, you know, Amber Heard is a victim, but you're not allowing her to be listened to because Johnny Depp's the biggest star. Now, this is a civil case. It's not a criminal case, by the way. So whatever happens, no one's going to jail in this. Um, but it's a case of, for me, having been a victim of something quite extreme, mm. listening to the two of them, personally, I feel triggered by Amber. And it's it's not a case of who's right and wrong. There are male victims as well. Um I find it really difficult to believe Amber. I don't, and I think it, it's obviously when you there's, there's lots and lots of recordings. So they had to go through um, kind of marriage, not I don't know if it's marriage counselling or whatever it was, but they had these sessions uh, with therapists where they those sessions were recorded as well. But there were other recordings where Amber had been recording stuff happening in real time. Yeah, I saw a so, few of those. Yeah, so, and that's really uncomfortable to hear. Like, why would you, you question, why is someone recording you? You're a couple, you're like, can you imagine just random recording conversations between you, you and Tony and then having them to use at a later date? Um, and there's, you know, things like, I didn't slap you. And one of the famous lines, you know, I didn't slap you, but I, no, I didn't punch you, but I hit you. I hit you like this, but it wasn't a punch. But you're still saying you hit him. But, you know, stuff like that, that's kind of stuff triggers me because that's happened to me before, right? So it's not this, it's this. But it's still abuse. It's like, um, but there's so there's so many things this in this. It's been going on for weeks. And I've only in the last two weeks been picking up on it. Um, Amber Heard's sister, I mean, okay, one, we know Johnny Depp's been an addict. He's been working on that. You know, he's got kids. He's got an ex-wife. They've all kind of said he's never been violent, whatever. Um, lots of people have come forward. There have been some really funny scenes in the courtroom where his security guards have like not been able to withhold their laughter and had to leave the courtroom because what was being said to them was so ridiculous. Some of the questions from Amber Heard's, I mean, you, I feel sorry for Amber Heard's legal team because it feels like they've got so little to work with that it, they, she's almost put them in a bad position that they can't not look stupid sometimes um so it's it's so i i that's how i see it but there are you've got to take yourself away from all these memes and all this other stuff you know there's that me poo situation like who does that yeah that's ridiculous that's well, who does yeah, it and, as in who puts shit in the bed or yeah. who collect or, even or who shits in the bed set, well i mean has she actually admitted to doing that no, so, she said it was the dog. Yeah, she said it was the dog. But then I think they've investigated the feces and said they're <sighs> human. Like something like that. No, gone. what I find offensive about that, not not because of the whole poo situation, but somebody's used, you know, a perfectly really important hashtag and a seminal, seminal moment in yeah. time in history for the Me Too movement and made it just, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's that's what I am. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. is what I feel really, this is what bothers me about this whole thing, because I think it shouldn't be played out in public for a start. 
Um, I don't think the public should get to watch this trial. If you want to film it and use it later, but let the trial happen without public opinion floating around everywhere. I think it's, it's, it's like, obviously you can tell I'm really like feeling this right now. Um, yeah, nobody, they, they shouldn't be having that trial with the whole world watching. Video it, show it to people afterwards, let people laugh afterwards, but let the verdict happen. Let it be an objective mm. trial. It's hard enough as it is trying to find a jury who don't know Johnny exactly. Depp and Amber yeah. Heard, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's such a difficult situation. And I, I, for me, like some of the, personally, some of the things Amber Heard said and done and then claiming herself to be a spokeswoman representing domestic abuse, don't speak for me don't speak for other women you've you've lit for me like for what she's done in just from what I've heard personally myself for her to say that and say that she speaks for victims of domestic abuse there are women who've been far worse domestically abused than her mm. and she's done all of these things back so there's massive question marks you know there's that whole thing she assaulted her previous partner as well and she was charged for that um and here she is being a spokesperson. How can you be a spokesperson? Like, don't hold yourself, don't put yourself up on this mantle and don't demean the rest of us who have been victims of abuse. Well, she's, you, well like, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. So she's been a perpetrator of domestic violence. Then. Yeah, like she's been charged previously, yeah. And, and oh. this is the thing that I wanted to bring up as well, that sometimes it's like, you know, now it's because of the Me Too movement, which is obviously amazing, you know, there is that thing of like, oh, no, we have to believe the woman. It's the woman. It's the woman. We have to believe the woman. And the me and the men should be vilified because it's it's obviously them and they've done something wrong. And, some you know, sometimes it is. A lot of the time it is. But then it's like, I don't know. Whatever I've heard as well is like, she's coming across as batshit crazy. And now there's crazy because there's Johnny Depp kind of crazy where it's like, okay, you know, he's got substance abuse issues. He might just... I don't know, like, you know, like weird movie stars who are in their own movie star world. He's been famous for a very long time, does whatever the hell he wants. I don't, do you know what I mean? It, it's kind of like, has he got a drinking problem or whatever? And he's, like he said, he's working through things. So he comes across as like movie star crazy and she comes across as next level crazy. And I think that's why so many people are team Johnny Depp and so many people are, you know, laughing at her. And, but the thing is, I've read, been reading these articles, like, are people vilifying her because she's not perfect because she's done dumb stuff she's done dumb things she's done bad stuff but then is that a reason that we should be like oh she's the villain in all of this and we're not gonna believe a word she says we're gonna make fun of her you know people have done like comedy routines about her chris rock taking the piss out of her um you know uh there was uh this nsync member uh lance bass i think his name is so he was um he did this tiktok which was making fun of her, uh, a makeup brand has, yes. there's loads, this but, but I'll, you know, is that loads. fair as well though? Because just but because, just because she is a imperfect person in all of this, she's done weird shit, right? Yes. Literally. And, um, you know, should we, is this okay for her to be vilified in this way? She's not perfect. None of us are. Um, some of the thing is, this is why I think, and this is why I think it shouldn't be played out in public because some of the things that she I said agree. and done in court are laughable. Like they are, 
like you you can easily turn them into comedy like one within like a, a couple of minutes she's totally changed her story or she's been proven to be wrong you know or like you know like they're so good at the way they've questioned her and then said okay we want now you want to listen to this where then she's actually shown to be saying the complete opposite and you know it, it's it's so in moments like that obviously the public join in laugh you get the memes you get the videos they're being circulated that shouldn't happen let that happen share it afterwards if one of people want to watch the trial as entertainment watch the trial as entertainment afterwards film it do what you need to right but this for me is like yeah i, I just playing lives out in public even for johnny depp as well though there was that moment when he cried you know when he was talking about his mom and when he was like being abused growing up um you know how well, not being abused but like how, how his life was growing up and what he got calm out of and how he felt abused by her and there was a point where you know my past shouldn't be used against me or whatever you know he it, it was like he was dealt a really low blow where he was upset in court and it's upset i mean he handled himself he handles himself better himself better as a person um but then even in court because we're watching this in public you can't help but have an opinion where there's one bit where there was a moment where amber heard was saying why can't he look at me i'm here facing my perpetrator why is that like, she was like that she was actually in court on the stand being why can't he look at me i'm looking at him and then later on it turns out that he'd vowed that she would never look into his eyes and there's even the recording of that that you'll never be able to look into my eyes again i think and and that's why he doesn't look at her he doesn't want to look at her he doesn't want her to have that he doesn't want her to be able to look at him and get to him he doesn't look at her in court and that's the, and then that's the real reason why he doesn't look at her mm -hmm. but that comes out afterwards but yet she's sat there and kind of chided him like that in front of everybody and then it's that's come out later on and that makes her look stupid but thing is that's if the jury can see that let the jury see that because they're the ones that are dealing with this but the rest of us you know watching that i mean how can i not have an opinion how can me personally not have an opinion on that when i've had that happen to me mm. on more on so many occasions uh, it's gonna i'm sure a lot of people who watch this are being triggered i are being triggered the experts that have been on my case are team amber because some of them are feminists um but my case is a weird one because we're both women um but i don't necessarily agree for me you go by what for, for me what triggers me is how what things people say make me feel based on what i've been through and i think it's easy for people to judge um and to sit away from the stuff uh, you know i reflect on some of the things that are being said and shared and when similar things have been said and done to me it, it it's um it's it's horrible and I'm sure like there's so many people watching this that are getting triggered. It's not a celebrity match. Well, this is the thing. Lots of people are like, oh, well, they're actors, you know. When do they stop acting? Or is there still a level of acting going on? Which they, you know, that I don't know. They could be. They, they could be. Um, 
you don't know but that's that's why it should be behind closed doors so they don't need to act because i agree i agree with good like obviously just somebody can be however batshit crazy in their past life but they but then a, a trial if they're then put on trial and there's evidence that you know that's you've got to treat them as it's fair game right you can't you can't vilify that person i don't think and mm. And it's and this is happening, like you're know, saying, is because it's it's uh, it's televised. You know, they should let it be. And um, I mean, can you imagine if it does go Johnny Depp's way, what this is going to do to her? She's going to be like the aftermath of this trial. Well, she's I already mean, said that thing. You know, that in Aquaman, like in post production, she was cut. Like Aquaman two, she was cut from it you know well a lot of her was cut from it because of this, there's been petitions you know, huge petitions against her so um yeah they want to replace her with what's her name i can't remember her name now but um they want to replace her with another actress and um yeah it, there's lots of stuff going on but the same with johnny depp though he lost parts yeah, of the caribbean franchise you know that mm -hmm. he lost that he's lost um the um Harry Potter's films he's lost all of that and that's just based on her making a weird fake accusation well fake accusation so I don't know whether it's real or not because later on she was like oh it wasn't about him he's just being insecure about himself mm. but then she's now claiming it was him I mean you know so it's quite interesting in that I guess when this first came out, I I immediately thought when I just scanned it, like when it first came out, right, that he was suing her for this. And I was like, well, of course it's him. Like, I don't know. It was that whole thing of me too. You know, it's the men that obviously have done something to the women. Like, oh, she's just, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that's what I thought. But then when I looked into it, I was like, hmm. It just made me think of I like, felt the same. Okay. Yeah, I uh, felt solidarity. I thought, oh my God, not Johnny Depp. Oh my God. And yeah. How could he? And and then obviously, I mean, I've not followed it as much as you could have, but I've, you know, when I've, and I've had younger members of the family and they're like, you know, they're telling me what, the, you know, what their perceptions of the whole thing is. And, and I've been quite surprised. I've been like, okay, because. Are they wow, team Johnny okay. Depp basically? their team Johnny Depp yeah but yeah. they but they've done they I have to be honest I I would probably now after this session go and actually read up on it because it's so interesting um and and been really I'd say watch it I'd yeah. say yeah. watch yeah. it don't read because when you're reading you're reading somebody else's opinion sure watch yeah it. okay and it. that's what I've that's what I've done I've just had it on in the background and and I've watched it I don't mm. want to read anybody else's opinion because then mm. that's you know any journalist who starts writing they're right they're they going to put their own spin on it they do put their own spin on it um but it, it's it's yeah I mean you, and the thing is with this you know like with me you probably know that this is kind of bothered me because you know I don't really follow you know what I'm like I'm not gonna I don't have time this, to waste this is watching your, this, this kind is of your stuff. Kardashians this is your reality well, it's not but this is yeah but this is like I don't do reality tv you know that right you know, I'm not interested in celeb life. I'm like, yeah, live, let me live my life. But this is something that's affected me. And it's not something I've chosen to watch. It's pulled me in because mm -hmm. of people who were helping me actually. I'm like, why are you saying this? Why are you mm -hmm. taking a side of somebody that I actually don't agree? I'm a victim. Listen to me. I feel like, you know, I feel like really frustrated. But again, I don't feel like I still have a right to have an opinion yet. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I think it is 
interesting the case in loads of ways but also because you do kind of think of it from the man's perspective it, it does kind of help people to see that because for a while it's been like your people have felt like they weren't allowed to say oh but maybe you know the guy's been on the receiving end of abuse um and in this case when you look at all these videos that amber heard herself filmed and you're like what the hell is this like what it's just nasty it's nasty and you're just like hmm but anyway um yeah i think that is a uh, us done today and um i just we were talking obviously about your case kid you mentioned it a few times so i just want to basically just say to anyone who's not aware of the things that you've been through to definitely go and listen to sweet bobby um if they haven't done already which is a tortoise media uh podcast which has had like millions of downloads worldwide um so that is um Kirith's experience um in that do you want to add anything to that yeah i mean the detail of the abuse is in it but yeah because it's triggering and we, we decided to stay away from triggers but yeah it's yeah so it's it's been a journey it still is a journey for me mm-hmm. um but yeah just so just in case people worry i'm okay i'm at the other side yeah good and I'm on, yeah that's it but i'm um, you know it's positive i'm smiling i'm happy this has been a serious conversation this last one but yeah i'm okay <laughs> so, that's all. I'm she's all right. all right she's all right <laughs> So listen, thank you ladies so much for coming on again and uh, thank you for listening. Um, like I said, check out the podcast Sweet Bobby. Share this podcast with people, please. Show it a bit of love, leave a nice review and um, that's it for this week. Until next week, look after yourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye.